Section 30 of Celebrated Travels and Travelers, Volume 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Larry Wilson. Celebrated Travels and Travelers, Volume 3, The Great Explorers and Travelers of the Nineteenth Century, by Jules Verne. Second Part, Chapter 2, Part 1, French Circumnavigators, 6. On the 15th February, 1823, the Coquille set sail from Concepcion for Paita, the place where in 1595 Alvarez de Mandana and Fernandez de Quiros took ship on the voyage of discovery that has made their names famous. But after a fortnight's sail, the corvette was becalmed in the vicinity of the island of Lorenzo, and Dupere resolved to put in at Callao to obtain fresh provisions. It need not be said that Callao is the port of Lima, so the officers could not lose the opportunity of paying a visit to the capital of Peru. They were not fortunate in the time of their visit. The ladies were away for sea-bathing at Miraflores, and the men of most distinction in the place had gone with them. The travellers were thus compelled to rest content with an inspection of the chief residences and public buildings of the city, returning to Cayo on the 4th March. On the ninth of the same month, the Coquille anchored in Paita. The situation of this place between the terrestrial and magnetic equators was most favourable for conducting observations on the variations of the magnetic needle. The naturalists also made excursions to the desert of Piera, where they collected specimens of petrified shells embedded in a tertiary stratum precisely similar to that in the suburbs of Paris. As soon as all the sources of scientific interest at Paita had been exhausted, the Coquille resumed her voyage, setting sail for Otaheite. During the sail thither a circumstance occurred which might have materially delayed the progress of the expedition if not have led to its total destruction on the night of the twenty second april the coquille being in the waters of the dangerous archipelago the officers of the watch all at once heard the sound of breakers dashing over reefs he immediately made the ship lie to and at daybreak the peril which had been escaped became manifest at the distance of barely a mile and a half from the corvette lay a low island, well wooded and fringed with rocks along its entire extent. A few people lived on it, some of whom approached the vessel in a canoe, but none of them would venture on board. Duperey had to give up all thoughts of visiting the island, which received the name of Clermont Tonnerre. On all sides the waves broke violently on the rocks, and he could do no more than coast it from end to end at a little distance. The next and following days, some small islands of no note were discovered, to which were given the names of Ogier, Fresinet, and Lostanges. At length, as the sun rose on 3rd May, the verdant shores and woody mountains of Otaheite came in sight. Duperey, like preceding visitors, could not help noticing the thorough change which had been effected in the manners and practices of the natives. Not a canoe came alongside the coquille. 
it was the hour of divine worship when the corvette entered the bay of bataval and the missionaries had collected the whole population of the island to the number of seven thousand inside the principal church of papahoa to discuss the articles of a new code of laws the otaheitan orators it seems would not yield the palm to those of europe there were not a few of them gifted with the valuable talent of being able to talk for several hours without saying anything and to make an end of the most promising undertakings with the flowers of their rhetoric a description of one of these meetings is given by d'urville m lejeune the draughtsman of the expedition went by himself to be present at the meeting held the next day when certain political questions were submitted to the popular assembly it lasted for several hours during which the chiefs took it in turn to speak the most brilliant speaker of the gathering was a chief called tati the chief point of discussion was the imposition of an annual poll tax at the rate of five measures of oil per man then came a question as to the taxes which were to be levied whether they should be on behalf of the king or on behalf of the missionaries after some time we arrived at the conclusion that the first question had been answered in the affirmative but that the second the one relating to the missionaries had been postponed by themselves from a forecast of its probable failure about four thousand persons were present at this kind of national congress two months before otaheite had renounced the english flag in order to adopt one of its own but that pacific revolution in no wise diminished the confidence which the people placed in their missionaries the latter received the french travellers in a friendly manner and supplied them at the usual prices with the stores of which they stood in need but what seemed especially curious in the reforms effected by the missionaries was the total change in the behaviour of the women from being according to the statements of cook bougainville and contemporary explorers compliant to an unheard-of degree they had become most modest reserved and decently conducted so that the whole island wore the air of a convent a revolution as amusing as it was unnatural from otaheite the coquille proceeded to the adjacent island of bora bora belonging to the same group where european customs had been adopted to the same extent and on the ninth june steering a westerly course made a survey in turn of the islands salvage coa santa cruz bougainville and buca finally coming to an anchor on the harbour of praslin on the coast of new ireland famous for its beautiful waterfall the friendly relations which were established with the natives there were the means of extending our knowledge of the human race by the observation of some peculiarities which had not fallen under the notice of preceding travellers the sentence just quoted from an abridged account appearing in the annals of voyages which merely excites curiosity without satisfying it causes us here to express our regret that the original narrative of the voyage has not been published in its entirety the student porel de blosville the same one who afterwards lost his life with the luas in the polar regions undertook a journey to the village of praslin in spite of all the means adopted by the savages to deter him when there he was shown a kind of temple where several ill-shaped grotesque idols had been set up on a platform surrounded by walls great pains were taken to prepare a chart of the st george's channel 
after which Duperrey paid a visit to the islands previously surveyed by Schouten to the northeast of New Guinea. Three days, the 26th, 27th, and 28th, were devoted to the survey of them. The explorer, after this, searched ineffectually for the islands Stephen and de Cateret, and after comparing his own route with that taken by D'Entrecasteaux in 1792, he came to the conclusion that this group must be identical with that of Providence discovered long since by Dampier. On the 3rd of September, the North Cape of New Guinea was recognized. Three days later, the Coquille entered the narrow and rocky harbor of Ofak, on the northwest coast of Wagyu, one of the Papuan Islands. The only navigator who has mentioned this harbor is Forrest. Duperrey, therefore, felt unusual satisfaction at having explored a corner of the earth all but untrodden by the foot of the European. It was also an interesting fact for geographers that the existence of a southern bay, separated from Ofak by a very narrow isthmus, was established. Two officers, M. M. Durville and de Blosville, were employed in this work, which M. M. Berard, Lotin, and de Blas de la Calande connected with that accomplished by Duperrey on the coast during the cruise of the Uranie. This land was found to be particularly rich in vegetable products, and Durville was able there to form the nucleus of a collection as valuable for the novelty as the beauty of its specimens. Durville and Lesson, full of curiosity to study the inhabitants who belonged to the Papuan race, started for the shore immediately after the corvette arrived at the island in a boat manned with seven sailors. They had already walked some distance in a deluge of rain, when all at once they found themselves opposite a cottage built upon piles and covered over with the leaves of the plane tree. Cowering amongst the bushes, at a little distance, was a young female savage, who seemed to be watching them. A few paces nearer was a heap of about a dozen coconuts, freshly gathered, placed well in sight, apparently intended for the refreshment of the visitors. The Frenchman came to understand that this was a present offered by the youthful savage, of whom they had caught a glimpse, and proceeded to feast on the fruits so opportunely placed at their disposal. The native girl, soon gathering confidence from the quiet behavior of the strangers, came forward crying, Bungu, good, making signs to show that the coconuts had been presented by herself. Her delicate attention was rewarded by the gift of a necklace and earrings. When Derville regained the boat, he found a dozen Papuans playing, eating, and seeming on the best possible terms with the boatmen. In a short time, he says, they had surrounded me, repeating Captain Bongu, and offering various tokens of goodwill. These people are, in general, of diminutive stature. Their constitution is slight and feeble. Leprosy is a common disease among them. Their voice is soft, their behavior grave, polite, and even marked with a certain air of melancholy that is habitually characteristic of them. Among the antique statues of which the Louvre is full, there is one of Polyhymnia, which is celebrated above the rest for an expression of melancholy pensiveness not usually found among the ancients. It is a singular circumstance that Durville should have observed among the Papuans the very expression of countenance distinguishing this antique statue. 
on board the corvette another company of natives were conducting themselves with a calmness and reserve offering a marked contrast to the usual manner of the greater part of the inhabitants of the lands of oceana the same impression was made on the french travellers during a visit paid to the rajah of the island as also during his return visit on board the coquille in one of the villages on this southern bay was observed a kind of temple in which were to be seen several rudely carved statues painted over with various colours and ornamented with feathers and matting it was quite impossible to obtain the slightest information on the subject of the worship which the natives paid to these idols the coquille set sail again on the sixteenth september coasting along the north side of the islands lying between in and yang and after a brief stay at kayeli reached amboyna where the remarkably kind reception given by m Mercus, the governor of the molucca islands afforded the staff an interval of rest from the continual labours of this troublesome voyage the twenty seventh october saw the corvette again on its course steering towards timor and Nukepera islands duperrey next determined the position of the island of vulcan sighted the islands of wetter baba dog Kambin, and finally entering the channel of ombe surveyed a large number of points in the chain of islands stretching from ponti and ombe in the direction of java after having made a chart of java and an ineffectual search for the trial islands in the place usually assigned to them duperrey steered for new holland but through contrary winds was not able to sail along the western coast of the island on the tenth january he at length rounded van diemen's island and six days after that sighted the lights of port jackson coming to an anchor off sydney the following day the governor sir thomas brisbane who had received previous intimation of the arrival of the expedition gave the officers a cordial welcome forwarded with all the means at his command the revictualling of the corvette and rendered friendly assistance in the repairs which the somewhat shattered condition of the ship rendered necessary he also provided means to enable m m derville and lesson to make an excursion full of interest beyond the blue mountains into the plain of bathurst the resources of which were as yet but imperfectly known to europeans duperrey did not leave australia until the twentieth of march on this occasion he had directed his course towards new zealand which had been rather overlooked in former voyages the vessel came to an anchor in the bay of manawa forming the southern part of the grand bay of islands here the officers occupied their leisure in scientific and geographical observations and in making researches in natural history at the same time the frequent intercourse of the explorers with the natives threw quite a new light upon their manners their religious notions their language and on their attitude of hostility up to that time to the teaching of the missionaries what these savages most appreciated in european civilization was well-finished weapons of which at that time they possessed a great quantity for by their help they were better able to indulge their sanguinary instincts the stay of the coquille at new zealand terminated on the seventeenth of april when a detour was made northwards as far as rotuma discovered but not visited by captain wilson in seventeen ninety seven the inhabitants gentle and hospitable 
took great pains to furnish the navigators with the provisions they required but it was not long before the frenchmen discovered that these gentle islanders taking advantage of the confidence which they had known how to create had carried off a number of articles that it afterwards cost much trouble to make them restore stringent orders were given and all thieves caught in the act were flogged in the presence of their fellow countrymen who however as well as the culprits themselves treated the affair only as a joke among these savages four europeans were observed who had a long time before deserted from the whale-ship rochester they were no better clothed than the natives and were tattooed and smeared with a yellow powder after the native fashion so that it would have been hard to recognize them but for their white skins and more intelligent looks they were quite content with their lot having married wives and reared families at rotuma where escaping the cares the troubles and the difficulties of civilized life they reckoned on ending their days in comfort one among them asked to be allowed to remain on board the coquille a favor which dupere was ready to grant but the chief of the island was unwilling until he learned that two convicts from port jackson asked permission to stay on shore although these people hitherto little known offered a most interesting subject of study to the naturalists it was necessary to depart so the coquille proceeded to survey the coral isles and st augustine discovered by morel in seventeen eighty one then came drummond island where the inhabitants dark complexioned with slight limbs and unintelligent faces offered to exchange some triangular shells commonly called holy water cups for knives and fish-hooks next the islands of sydenham and hinderville where the inhabitants go entirely naked after them wold hupper hall knox charlotte matthews which form the gilbert archipelago and finally the marshall and mulgrave groups on the third of june dupere came in sight of the island of ualan which had been discovered in eighteen o four by an american captain crozer as it was not marked upon any chart the commander decided upon making an exact and particular survey of it no sooner had the anchor touched the bottom than dupere accompanied by some of his officers made for the shore the inhabitants turned out to be a mild and obliging race who made their visitors presents of cocoa-nuts and the fruit of the bread-tree conducting them through most picturesque scenery to the dwelling of the principal chief or urastan as he was called dumont d'urville has given the following sketch of the country through which the travellers passed on their way to the residence of the chief we glided calmly across a magnificent basin girdled in by a well-wooded shore the foliage a bright green behind us rose the lofty hill-tops carpeted with verdure from which shot up the light and graceful stems of the cocoa-palms out of the sea to the front rose the little island of lele covered with the pretty cottages of the islanders and crowned with a verdant mound if this pleasant prospect be further brightened by a magnificent day in a delicious climate some notion may be formed of the sensations we experienced as we proceeded in a sort of triumphal procession surrounded by a crowd of simple gentle kind attendants the number of persons accompanying the boats d'urville estimated at about eight hundred 
on arriving before a neat and charming village with well-paved streets they divided themselves the men standing on one side the women on the other maintaining an impressive silence two chiefs advanced and taking the travellers by the hand conducted them to the dwelling of the urastan the crowd still silent remained outside while the frenchman entered the chief's house the urastan shortly made his appearance a pale and shrivelled old man bowed down under the weight of fourscore years the frenchman politely rose on his entering the room but they were apprised by a whisper of disapproval from those standing about that this was a violation of local etiquette the crowd in front prostrated themselves on the ground the chiefs themselves could not withhold that mark of respect the old man recovering from a momentary surprise at the boldness of the strangers called upon his subjects to keep silence then seated himself near the travellers in return for the trifling presents which were made to him and his wife he vouchsafed marks of good will in the shape of slight pats on the cheek the shoulder or the thigh but the gratitude of these sovereigns was expressed only by the gift of seven so-called tots probably pieces of cloth four of which were of very fine tissue after the audience was over the travellers proceeded to look round the village where they were astonished to find two immense walls made of coral some blocks of which were of immense size and weight notwithstanding a few acts of petty theft committed by the chiefs the ten days during which the expedition remained on the island passed without disturbance the good understanding on which the intercourse between the frenchmen and the ulanese was based never suffered a moment's interruption duperey remarks that it is easy to predict that this island of Uelan will one day become of considerable importance it is situated in the midst of the caroline group in the course of ships sailing from new holland to china and presents good ports for careening vessels ample supplies of water and provisions of various kinds the inhabitants are generous and peaceably disposed and they will soon be in a position to supply a kind of food most essential to sailors from the progeny of the sows that we left with them a gift which excited a very lively gratitude subsequent events however have not verified the forecast made by duperey although a route from europe to china by the south of van diemen's island passes near the coast of Uelan, the island is of little more value now than it was fifty years ago steam has completely revolutionized the conditions of navigation sailors at the commencement of the century could not possibly foresee the radical changes which the introduction of this agent would produce the coquille had not gone more than two days sail from Uelan, when on the seventeenth eighteenth and twenty-third june were discovered several new islands which by the native inhabitants were called Pelelap, takai aurora uagi and mongu these are the groups usually called Mac-Askill and du Perret, the people resembling those of Uelan, who as well as those of radak islands give to their chiefs the title taman on the twenty fourth of the same month the coquille found herself in the middle of the hogalu group which kotsubue had looked for in too high a latitude the commander recognizing their bearings by means of certain names given by the natives which were found entered in the chart of father kantova 
the hydrographical survey of this group contained within a circumference of at least thirty leagues was executed by m blois from the twenty fourth to the twenty seventh june the islands are for the most part high terminating in volcanic peaks but some are of opinion judging from the arrangement of the lagoon that they are of medroporic formation they are tenated by a race of diminutive badly shaped people subject moreover to repulsive complaints if ever the converse of the phrase men sana en corpore sano can find a just application it must be here for these natives are low in the scale of intelligence and inferior by many degrees to the people of ualan even at that time foreign styles of dress appeared to have found their way into the islands some of the people were wearing conical-shaped hats after the chinese fashion others had on garments of plaited straw with a hole in the middle to allow the head to pass through reminding one of the poncho of the south american but they held in contempt such trumpery as looking-glasses necklaces or bells asking rather for axes and steel weapons evidences of frequent intercourse with europeans the islands of tamatan fanadic and olap called the martyrs on old maps were next surveyed afterwards an ineffectual search was made for the islands of namurek and ifuluk about the position assigned to them by aerosmith and malaspina and then by way of continuing the exploration of the north side of new guinea the coquille put in at the port of dore on the southeast coast of the island where a stay was made until the ninth august whether estimated by the addition made to natural history or to geography or to astronomy or to science in general no more profitable sojourn could have been made than this the indigenous inhabitants of new guinea belong to the purest race of papuans their dwellings are huts built upon piles the entrance to them being made by means of a piece of wood with notches cut in it to serve for steps this is drawn up into the interior every night the natives dwelling on the coast are always at war with those in the interior the harfus or arfakis negroes guided by a young papuan d'urville succeeded in making his way to the place where these last mentioned dwelt he found them gentle hospitable courteous creatures not in the least like the portrait drawn of them by their enemies after the stay at new guinea the coquille again sailed through the moluccas put in for a short stay at surabaya upon the coast of java and on the thirtieth october reached the islands of bourbon and mauritius at length having on the way stopped at st helena where the officers paid a visit to the tomb of napoleon and at Sincion, where an english colony had been established since eighteen fifteen the corvette entered marseilles on the twenty fourth april eighteen twenty five concluding a voyage that had occupied thirty one months and three days over twenty four thousand eight hundred ninety four nautical miles without the loss of a single life or any cases of sickness and without any damage being sustained by the ship a success in every way so distinguished covered with glory the young commander of the expedition and all its officers who had manifested such untiring energy in the prosecution of scientific inquiries yielding a rich harvest of valuable results fifty-two charts and plans carefully drawn up 
collections of natural specimens of all kinds both numerous and curious copious vocabularies by the help of which it may be possible to throw new light on the migration of the oceanic peoples interesting intelligence regarding the productions of the places visited the condition of commerce and industrial pursuits observations relating to the shape of the globe magnetical meteorological and botanical researches such formed the bulk of the valuable freight of knowledge brought home by the coquille the scientific world waited eagerly for the time when this store of information should be thrown open to the public. End of section 30